podcast fam? Hope you are doing well. I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the content that I put out. It means the absolute world to me. I genuinely hope that you enjoy this podcast. If you do or have any questions or just want to provide feedback or want to say what's up, best way to get in touch with me is through texting me. You could text me at 631-250-6950 if you're in the US or if you're on WhatsApp, you could text me at one 833 So if you want to reach out, that'd be fantastic. If you want to subscribe, there's going to be a new podcast every single day. So definitely come back, get your contact, content fix, and uh, stay tuned. And if you want to see the clips of each of these, these, these podcasts, you can check me out on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook and you see the clips or the full video versions on YouTube. Thank you so much and enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. I have the tremendous honor of having Aaron Moses here on the channel. Thank you so much, man, for taking the time to come on this uh, this stream with me. Thank you, bro, for having me. So cool. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure, man. It's it's an honor of mine. So thank you. Like like I said, so for the people that aren't familiar with who you may be, can you can you give a little backstory? Yeah, um, I'm Aaron Moses. I'm a young city boy from uh, Newark, New Jersey. Um, I. Uh, I'm a part of a movement, a collective right now called Maverick City. And um, yeah, I can tell a whole lot of my story, whatever you Yeah, mean. absolutely. I, I want to hear all of it, man. I want to hear all yeah. of the, story, the whole story. I mean, I, I, I grew up in uh, back and forth between Newark, New Jersey and Belleville, New Jersey, which are pretty much neighbors. Okay. Um, you still uh, in Jersey now? No, I live in Columbus, Georgia right now. I'm out okay. of Georgia. But um, grew up, I, I left Jersey when I was, when, as soon as I graduated high school. Um, grew up in a, a church all my life. Went to a, an Assemblies of God church my whole life. Um, old school Spanish. <laughs> you know, um, so grateful for how I was raised for sure. Um, I was taught um, discipline and you know all the good stuff that comes with sure. you know being raised in church and sure. Um, all growing up, it was spoken to me that I would, um, you know, travel the world and, you know, write music that would reach the nations, all that. And um, I was just a drummer at the time growing up. Um, oh, okay. I, was, I started playing drums at the age of two. I, I always loved music, which was definitely foreign to my family because my family is not really like a musical family. And, um, but yeah, I just always had this fascination with music and um, high school, pretty much really started developing uh, my giftings when it came to like singing and playing keys. And uh, when I graduated high school, I had the opportunity of uh, traveling with this man named Eddie James. He had a ministry that pretty much would travel the world and just lead worship and write songs and produce music and all that. And I traveled with him for about three and a half years. Oh, cool. It was a pretty extensive group of us. Dante was a part of that group as well. <clears throat> And I transitioned out of his ministry about maybe three years ago, three and a half years ago. And um, when I transitioned out, maybe a couple months after transitioning out, Dante invited me to a, a, a write. It was a songwriting session mm. um, that wasn't known. It wasn't known as Maverick at the time. It was just a community of us trying to write and, you know, just get together and, and worship together, write together, make music together. And uh it just, God just began to blow on the things we were writing, the things we were producing. And 
here we are now, you know, two and a half years later, and Maverick is, you know, one of the quickest, you know, growing communities. Absolutely, in, man. In the you, can't, you can't go far in, in the in the um, the worship music genre without hearing Maverick City. So it's crazy. It's I mean, we never intended for that. Like we and really. Then, sorry, I'm sorry, but then then two weeks ago, the surprise album with uh, Elevation Worship comes out. I'm like, yo, that's wild, man. <laughs> yeah, that album. I mean. All, all that's happening now, we never intended. I mean, Justin Bieber, Diddy. Yeah. I mean, you have boxers and, and, and athletes and people that are like just, yeah. you know, just enamored by what God is doing with us. And it it blows us away because it's only been two years. There's mm-hmm. people in this have, that have been doing it their whole lives and have yet to, you know, reach those kind of, you know, those kind of people. And it's just what God is doing is crazy. How long have you been in the industry for? Um, when I traveled with Eddie, he was he was honestly a little detached from the industry. So they, we didn't do much in the industry. We just, I've been leading worship, you know. Man, I would, I would say since I was like 16 years old. Okay. So at least 11 years. Okay. But as far as the industry goes, really, really Maverick was like, a real introduction to like the industry you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um interesting because i was gonna say like so even in those two years there was there's been some grinding and stuff you know so like some of the things that you know deter i think the most musicians is the years of grinding it out you know and the the years of of you know putting in the work when nobody you write in the songs when nobody's hearing the songs you know go playing these shows or or worship sessions and nobody's coming and like and then so I, I I debate. I'm I'm curious, and I'd love to know your perspective. I debate that there are so many missed opportunities, so so many other, you know, uh, people that that could have had these opportunities, but they just couldn't stick out the grind, you know. And it's I I'd love to know your perspective on that. If you could share some yeah. insight, maybe on on the first couple years before, you know, maybe we, I I would love to hear this the, how the success is going now, but even before the success, like yeah. that's the part that I think most people get intimidated by or discouraged by. Well, this I mean, bro, like. Me and Dante have been writing songs for seven years now. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And all, That's exactly and my point. Out of those seven years, only two years of those, if that, are years of songs that people are hearing. You know what I mean? Exactly. But me, me and Dante used to be in rooms and our best, my best friend Jesse and our other friend Joel, who sings on Million, uh, Million Little Miracles on the Elevation album. Like we were, we were writing songs way back you know and nobody knew us we were we we weren't writing songs to pitch we were just writing mm-hmm. songs that we believed were the how, like how we felt in our hearts you know what i mean um songs about anything you know we, we we used to be a part of a group called the ultimate call and um it was like seven or eight of us and we all just used to get together just write songs that really mattered to us Songs of which people to this day haven't heard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was songs that meant something to us, you know? Yeah. And um, eight years later, we're still writing songs. You yeah. know, just now when we write them, a lot of people hear them. <laughs> you know what, for though? People it's, it's... That grind, for people who are on that grind, like, yeah. first of all, what's, what's your motive, you know? You got to get that right. You know, like, what's your motive? Like, why are you writing so that people can hear it? Or just to pen things that really matter to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you're writing songs for the validation of other people, 
you'll never, you'll never be, be enough. Exactly. You'll never be satisfied. You're, exactly. you're always looking for the next song to be valid, you know, validated and, mm. and seen and heard, you know? So those on the grind, like keep doing it, watch your why, but don't stop, you know? Watch your it's why. A, That's a, a great, that's a great tagline. I love that. That's a great tagline. You got to tweet yeah, that. Hash, tweet hashtag that. watch your why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true, man. It, you know what, though, too? Like, it's it, 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 if you do things for the right reasons, it's easier to stick out the grind. You know, if you really believe in what you're doing, it doesn't, the, the years of, of, of nothing don't matter. You know what I mean? Like, the years of nobody yeah. hearing songs or the years of you writing the song and be like, ah, oh, bro. I mean, I remember like writing these songs for myself and be like, this song's a banger. This is going to go crazy yeah. online. And then you write it and three people hear it. You're like, ah, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, but if you keep, if you really believe in what you're doing, it's, it's going to pay off in the end. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, we, we, what were some of your goals? I'm curious. Like, did you always, did you have, you mentioned watching your why, but I think, I think that it's possible to watch, like have this, you know, and again, I'd love your perspective, this, per this, uh, you know, drive to, to, to for success while also having the right motives behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, well, I, love your I mean, perspective on that. A lot of, I mean, I, I, I say it in interviews now, so I'm sure people kind of have an idea, but what a lot of people don't know is before all this music stuff happened, I want to be an FBI agent. I started a, I, I, I went to Essex college, Essex community college mm -hmm. in Newark, New Jersey. I only did a semester, so it doesn't count. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I did too. I did two semesters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I did a semester, but I, I was studying criminology because I wanted to be an FBI agent. But I felt the Lord call me to this ministry that I I knew about Eddie James. Like I used to, I grew up on his music. And um, I just never thought that I would ever get the opportunity to travel with him, you know? Mm. And um, I just felt the Lord call me to that and I really wanted to be an FBI agent like till this day I love like crime stuff you know what I mean because I yeah, that's yeah. my thing. I love all that you know detective and FBI all that stuff that's what I wanted to be yeah. so honestly my drive came from knowing that I'm just called to it like I sure. love writing music sure I love writing music I love writing about things that matter to me things that I want to say to the Lord you know what I mean like I love writing that and my drive be beside it being a passion i feel a call to it you know what mm -hmm. i mean and for some of you who are watching not only watch your why but also like what are you called to like what do you like what what are you here for you know what i mean like everybody has that thing that they're here for and for me it's leading people in worship it's giving people perspective through lyrics it's mm -hmm. giving a point of view new a new point of view you know of their situation yeah you know i just got a text yesterday of a close friend who um went through a really sad miscarriage mm. and um he just texted me saying man he he put on one of my songs uh god of midnight and and it just he just he just felt like his family felt kind of healing through it and like that's my drive like when i 100%. hear stories like that when i i've gotten testimonies upon testimonies of blind eyes open you know ears being open like bro that means everything like beyond beyond the check and a grammy and a stellar and a dub, all that yeah. stuff cool but beyond that like when i hear when i hear somebody is in the lowest part of their lives you know and then they hear one of my songs and it and they and they get strength to just live another day yeah because if we can be honest in times we're living in like 
besides COVID, I wanted to pack its bags and go. You know, all these random stuff, all these random stuff that like you just hear on the news, like a random missile. You know what I mean? It's like a lot yeah. of stuff. And like people need strength for today. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. People need strength for today. People need strength for tomorrow. And the fact that I can write a song today that mm. maybe in a year or in 10 years, somebody will hear and it will lead them or encourage them to not take their own lives. Like, yeah. seriously, that, that's like my drive, you know? That's why Absolutely. I And I, I mean, that last thing you said, maybe in one year or 10 years, it kind of, I wanted to say this earlier with some of these songs that you said you've written, you know, maybe five, six, seven years <clears throat> ago. It's so interesting to see this perspective of like, there's you never know man one of some of those songs that you wrote and that's the that's the beauty of you know this this life is and this walk is you write a song you know five years ago you don't know when, when that's and that's also the beauty of the internet too man things just kind of get randomly picked up all of a sudden too it's like that song song could be huge tomorrow if you know out of, out of nowhere and it's like people people don't re if you have that perspective too it makes it easier like you know you never you like if you almost like this I know it's going to pick up. It's just a matter of when, and the, if as long as I just keep grinding, the when is going to happen. The when will become today, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like songs resurface, bro. Like yeah, things just happen. You know, one of Dante's songs that we wrote while traveling with Eddie six years ago. It was called the name of the song was "I Have a Reason to Dance" or Re uh -huh. "Reason." So it was the name of it. And you know, we went. We uh, six years later. We had an opportunity to produce an album or write for for an album, uh, All Nations, in Atlanta, and they took the song, and now thousands upon thousands of people heard wow. the song because we wrote. But we wrote it years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's amazing. It's amazing, man. So, yeah. What was it that you mentioned something about Diddy? I, I missed that one. What was that? Yeah, I mean, it was just mentioning about how quickly the Lord has chosen to like, I guess, elevate Maverick. And, um, you know, we have, we've had the opportunity of connecting with Diddy, you know, and people like Justin Bieber and- Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's amazing, I, man. Crazy. It, it's just crazy. Like who, only God can do that. You know, it's really sure. it's only been two years. And our kind of music is kind of catered for a certain audience, but we've noticed that our music reaches so many different people in so many different areas of life, you know? Absolutely. How many of these opportunities, to talk a little bit more business, because I, I love the business side of this whole thing too, is um, oh, yeah. how, how did how did these things come about? You know, working with, obviously, like, like and I completely subscribe to the fact, like, it's all by God's hand, kind of these, these things working out. But yeah. also, and also in the sense of like, on the business side, is it, your management reaching out is it their management reaching out how does it even happen you know what i mean from going from writing songs that people don't hear to now working with justin bieber or diddy or elevation and it's amazing yeah well really they're more like relational things like it's, mm. they reach out personally you know just justin bieber reached out to chandler wow you know diddy posted well like sent own. like a dm kind of thing yeah they just reposted <laughs> and then from there just relationship mm, sure 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 out. You know, we're connected to Judas Smith, like people that mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. admire and look up to. And mm -hmm. now we're in their hometown, just, mm -hmm. you know, eating dinner and talking and, and getting and being encouraged and learning mm -hmm. and gleaning. It's just, yeah. it really is relational. It's not, I would even, like, it, what, what's even cooler about it is really not business. 
Yeah. Like there was no business behind Diddy. There was no mm-hmm. business behind it. It really was special, like relational, yeah. you know? And then Justin Bieber came out with a, with a, uh, a gospel EP a couple weeks ago and yeah, yeah. featured Chandler, you know? It's just relational. It's just so yeah. cool what he's doing. And he's, he's bringing us together Absolutely. with no management, no business, just relationally. Organic, yeah organic because that's what he wants he's not after all that business stuff he wants he wants hearts to be mended he wants people to come together he wants unity you know because that's what heaven looks like unity the father the son the holy spirit like that's unity for us to come together you know like what's happening with us this is relational like sure you absolutely know, not business this is relational you know absolutely, what i mean yeah yeah so absolutely. It's, it's cool how it's happening it's really cool how it's happening yeah, it's it's amazing, man. I, I completely agree with that. And the relationships go so much farther than just signing a contract kind of thing. Like, I, if, that, if that, you know, like, it's, I completely agree. What is your songwriting and, like, what does your process look like with that? How do you how do you typically start? And I got to preface that with a say, like, so that's the worst question that, you know, people ask me. It's like, because, well, well, like, okay, sometimes I write this way. Sometimes I write that way. Sometimes I write yeah, yeah, this yeah. But in general, what does your process typically look like? Um... In general, yeah. Most of the time, it's a blank canvas, and I get on a piano and just start singing melodies and start. Okay, yeah, exactly. Feeling. Most of the time, I put lyric to a melody instead of putting melody. Interesting. Melody to lyric. Interesting. Um, and I'm a I'm a musician, sure. so I I'm a melodic person. Chris mm-hmm. Chris Brown from Elevation calls me the uh, the melody king. because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm even when you hear our music our songs all those little lines and stuff that's not stuff i'm planning that's stuff i'm playing that i'm feeling in the mm. moment you know and and the, yeah and say that way the bridge um um uh wait on the like all that stuff is like nobody wrote that that's me uh-huh, like uh-huh. what i'm feeling in the moment so same thing with writing when i'm sitting down and writing I, I feel a melody. I, first, I feel, I'm trying to see how I feel. I'm evaluating how I feel. Am I sad? Am I like, you know, skeptical about something? Mm. Do I have an unfinished thought in my mind that I want to write out? You know what I mean? Like, and that that's really how I start. And most of the time I'm co-writing, whether with Dante or my best friend, Jesse, my friend mm-hmm. Joel, or at a Maverick camp, my friend mm-hmm. Edward. I have, a few, I have a few friends that I consistently write with. Um, yeah. Is Jesse the one that, that Dante sings about in, uh, in, um, old, uh, is, uh, is it the same Potter model year old, old, what was it? Potter and friend. Okay. So one of the, one of what's this track, the first track on the new elevation album, Dante's like, we were just singing me and my friend, so-and-so on the guitar kind of thing. Oh, okay. So no, that's a story. That's a story from, uh, from old church basement about the cheap guitar. Yeah. Just strumming and nobody... Josh, yes, that was, yes. That was a friend that I, I believe Pastor Stephen or 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 Brendan Lake grew up with, and it was actually just they would just they had a cheap guitar and they would write a cheap guitar. <laughs> so that was just a, I think that was a story from them. Yeah, but, it was um, such yeah, a cool, if, great story. If people, are, if people are familiar with Dante's music and they know Potter and Friend, Jesse's the guy, the kid on 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 the second verse. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. He also he also wrote on um, uh, uh, I thank God. Okay, cool. So. Very cool. 
so for somebody that's starting out per se how, what would you recommend how would you recommend somebody start out just in general as a musician like you know you said you you, you were a drummer at first and then you you went to essentially to school to for criminology right and then to, to go to essex college and then you said um okay i'm gonna pursue music and songwriting stuff how did you like make that transition from drumming to now singing and writing songs like what was that first process for you man honestly it just happened but it didn't just happen you know what i mean like as far as like the interest dawned upon me from going from middle school to high school with okay. the guitar and piano and stuff. Growing up, I, my, my mom and dad put me in school for drums. Like I used to take mm. lessons for drums because like, that's all I knew. That's all I knew how to play. But the more, the more I grew older, the more interest I had in piano and drums. And mm -hmm. in high school, my best friend, Nico, uh, we grew up, he would come over my, he would sleep over. We would wake up in the morning before school. We would get on the piano. If I had time at the house, I would get on the piano before I left school. When I, and then I would go to school and during my lunch break, I would go to the choir room. I would skip lunch and go to the choir room and just practice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Totally gifting and I did the same thing. I totally relate to that. hundred percent. I put hours, man. Hours yeah. and hours and hours. Yes. You know, and I, yeah. I I watched videos like man, I watch even for singing. Like when I started singing, I used to listen to Kim Burrell all the time and Jay Moss. I used to imitate every gospel run I could because I wanted to. I wanted to learn how to run. You know. Yeah, man. That was all self-taught. All the instruments I play, they're all self-taught. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, for somebody that's starting off, like love it. You know. Yeah. Give it absolutely. Time. Yeah. Anything you love, you'll give time to. Yeah. Anything exactly. You love, you'll give time to. If you love piano, you'll give time to it. If you yeah. want to become a good piano player, you will give time to it. Yeah. So like, you just gotta give time. You gotta give time for somebody that's starting out. Don't compare yourself to people that play ten times better than you. Hundred percent, man. That's so important. That is so so important because, like you said, you know, and even myself, I for you forget about the the 10 hours you would spend in that that that, that piano room or, or oh my gosh you're bringing it back man like memories from the 10 years ago that i haven't thought about it's like my yeah. mom would scream at me from the other room like come eat your dinner yeah and i would like low-key i would try to ignore it as long as i could until she <laughs> i can't you hear the mean? piano's too loud <laughs> yeah, yeah but i would i mean oh, my funny. mom couldn't get to it you know i would sing loud in the house all day every day like play guitar piano invest if you're not investing in yourself why would you expect somebody else to you know what i mean mm -hmm. like investing if you want to learn piano get yourself a little keyboard get yourself a little guitar you know what i mean you don't you don't have to go crazy mm -hmm. just learn there's so many and and the thing is the, with the internet there's so many resources 100 percent, man so 100%. many percent absolutely it's amazing I want to touch on the fact that you, you mentioned that you, you being the only musician in the family. That's I'm pretty similar to that. And when that came up in the conversation with Dante, he couldn't believe it. He's like, I, he was like so fascinated with the fact that, that we weren't like a family of musicians like him. And I'm now I was like, oh, hey, look, Aaron's the same way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So how was that growing up the only musician in, in the family? Like, was it harder for your, your parents to relate in some sense? Or, you know, when you told them that you wanted um, to do music full time? How'd you even get the gig with Eddie James? How did that happen? Don, so Dante was the uh, worship director for, for. How did you meet Dante? Instagram. I used to make videos like when that was. And wow. that, that that day Vine was out. You remember Vine? Mm 
Yeah, of course. We're making Vine videos, and that's when Instagram, you could only make 15-second videos. Like, mm-hmm. I was doing all that. All my, my Instagram was full of singing videos, and he found me. And wow, that's <laughs> wild, actually. See, that 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 goes right into the whole aspect of the grind. You put in, you yeah. practicing, putting stuff out there, and then that's a great... See, that's, that's so important for people to see. It's not like you were just like... Yeah. It just happened. You were no. grinding. Absolutely. Yeah, no, man. no, it, it did not just happen. Like I, I, I put in my time. I, I, I gave my time to it. I gave my attention to it. It's so and, important for people to realize that. Yeah, but as for gr- growing up, like my, my family was not musical. Like mom, I mean, growing up in Spanish church, everybody sang. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so my mom was a worship leader, but she, she doesn't claim that. You know what I mean? Like, but she got a cute voice. She got a little beautiful voice. She knows that. I love you, mom. But um, you know. My stepdad did play guitar, which was pretty cool. Sure. He did. Now, I, I would say he played guitar. He was all into the Beatles. And, <laughs> you know, he would play all these old school songs. That I just didn't know. You know what I mean? Because, I did, again, I didn't grow up in a a, a, a a musical family. So music wasn't a thing in my house. I, sure. I would play music, but I only played music I, I knew as far as church. And growing up, Assemblies of God, old school, you know what I mean? You know, secular music ain't you know you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I would have listened to a lot more different things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have been to- at, at a totally different place musically. Interesting. With my interesting. With my yeah, but yeah, I mean, I because I loved it, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? I'm sure you have the same story. Like 100%. you love music, so it didn't matter if your mom played yeah. or didn't play, if your dad played or didn't play, if your uncle sang or didn't sing. Like it didn't matter. I didn't need y'all. Exactly. Like, I, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, give me a little keyboard, and me and Nico, my friend Nick, Nicholas, he he used to have a little Casio. It was like a grand piano Casio at his house, and we would take it back and forth, back and forth. And you know, his dad would be like, "Where's the piano at?" At Eric's house, you know. Um, so shout out to Andy and Janet for letting me use their piano. <laughs> it's paid off. It's paid off. God bless you. But um. Yeah, man. Like it didn't. It really didn't matter. It was. I think I just had a passion. I love music. Yeah, I love worship. I love singing. It was my thing in high school. That's. I mean, I, I won. You know, talent shows at high school. Like I was mm-hmm. on and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. What so. was the? Uh, can you? One of the last things we'll touch on. Um, can you explain the process of like, you know, your growth as as the quality of musician? Like, you know, like because I so. For example, like I was horrible when I first started. People don't see that, you know what I mean? Because there are the, the musicians that's like, oh my gosh, she was a born singer, like no doubt about it. You know what right. I mean? This this guy has just can play any instrument he's ever played. Were you was that you kind of thing, or was it like grinding? Like you, I mean, you mentioned the grinding it out, but like, yeah, can can you elaborate on that? I mean, I played every instrument for okay. sure. So everybody knew sure. like, oh, this kid could play everything, but I didn't play everything well. I would say drums was my forte growing up. Sure. You know, but I learned everything else. Um, now, because I gave my time to everything I could, like even in church, I would, man, I, I, when nobody was there, I, I would just go personally and just sit there for hours. Just I'd get on the drum kit, get on the piano. I'd jump around. I'd ask, yeah. man, I remember I was, I was like six years old and the church had a drum had like a drum pit it's like an elevated drum pit that mm-hmm. you had to take these stairs to go up mm-hmm. and, and case and everything drum, yes and by yeah. and by the drum was the door to come into that to that drum cage area 
And I used to go up there as a kid. And my, I would, no lie, I would cry as a child if my mom or dad did not bring me to the drum. I had to sit there the whole service. I would be calm and chill. If I wasn't there, I would be crying. And man, they would take me to the drum cage and I would just sit there and glean a man, a man named William Lamboy and another man named ben, Benjamin Coco uh, or uh, Ayala, Benji Ayala. Those two men were like, like, I mean, crucial when it came to my development. As sure. a musician. I would watch them intently, these men, like I would sit there and the music director at the time, um, they didn't, I mean, a lot of them didn't want me up there because, you know, I'm a kid, like I can mess stuff up. They had totally, they had the total right to not want me up there, but my dad and my pastor fought like, no, he's going to sit up there. Yeah, and by the age of seven, I was one of the main drummers of the church. Wow. It's so amazing to see like stuff like that, where it's like, you never know who somebody's going to turn into kind of thing, you know, yes. it's like, and you don't want to stifle people, man. Like you just give give people the opportunities to to be themselves yeah. or something, you know what i mean it's like yeah. see that's so interesting and because they they allowed that because they gave that opportunity you know it helped develop who you are today it's so fascinating yeah. man. and i'm so grateful for it like yeah to this day my mom doesn't understand like you're not going to college you know what i mean I don't <laughs> at, even at this point yeah even at oh this my point, gosh it's <laughs> like, get your education get you know but, <laughs> But they've given me, they've given me room, even though sure. they don't understand. Sure. They give me room. Yeah. You know, and because my mom's super Spanish, she still doesn't understand like Maverick is like a big deal. You know what I mean? Uh huh. She just, she just thinks I'm just a part of a bunch of singers and stuff. Like she don't really, <laughs> she don't really so understand. You know? She's super, so and she's about, you know, she's like 61 or something. So like, where's she from? Where, know, where's your family from? Uh, New Jersey. Cool, but uh, when you say super Spanish, though, you mean like where, like, what, what, what part is? Oh, like, oh, well, my mom is my mom is Dominican, and my okay. dad is Ecuadorian. My okay. dad is my dad is like seventy. I don't know. I think he's like seventy-one or something like that. Seventy-two, maybe. And he's in he's in he's in Ecuador now. Like he just retired, lives in Ecuador now. They have no idea. Like they. They really have no idea. Like we we just announced the tour and it's sold out. It's sold out. Wow. Oh my gosh. They don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Like, but they gave me room. Sure. Because they saw like this kid really loves what he does. Yeah. Gave me room. I mean, they'll get it. They'll get it at some point when they when they when they go to yeah, yeah. go to a show. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, when they come to church and they're like, oh, where are all these people coming from? Like, yeah, for real, man. Yeah, That's funny, like, man. That's funny. But um. You know, and even for like parents that are watching this that have musically inclined mm. children, like give them room. Sure. You Absolutely. No, you have no idea who you have in your household. That's so important. In your living room that is tearing everything. That was me. I tore up every pan and plate in the house. I used to, man, as a, I remember this, man, as a kid, I would sit up. I had this little, uh, this little baby red bench. I would sit it on the bed. And all my every textbook I could find in my house, I would pile them up and get pens. And then I had these two human-sized Teletubbies. <laughs> and I would set them up on the bed, one on my left and one on my right. And I, I would set them to watch me while I'm playing drums. That would be my show. Like, seriously. It's so true, man. It's a great point about what you said about 
you never know who you have. You know, that's that's such a fascinating point. But yeah, it's so man, true, no. man. It's uh, like I said earlier, you never know who might have been had they not stuck it out or had the parent like had they the parents not potentially stifled, you know what I mean? Or family or right. circumstance. And like like you said, like parents would just want the best for your kids. You know what I mean? Your parents, right. you know, while they might not understand the, gra- the, the gravity of <laughs> Maverick City at the moment, you know, like they just want the best for you. And, and it's amazing that they, they, right. they still give you give you uh, room. You know what I mean? That's it's, yeah. it's amazing. It's special. I'm, I'm grateful that my mom Absolutely. was, you know, humble and willing enough to like give me room even sure. if she doesn't understand like that's so special sure. and that i'm like humble yeah absolutely control like i like i, I like i like having control of stuff because i know that I'll, I'll know the outcome you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah but i hear she, you she wasn't like that with me you know mm. she didn't understand but she was like okay like this is his path this is his journey I, she just knew that the lord I, what made it easier is that growing up you know, prophets would come to the church and prophesy over her that pertaining to me about the ministry I would one day have. And, wow. you know, uh, you know, prophets from Guatemala that had no idea who we were prophesied crazy on point stuff that I'm walking in now, you know, which gives her, which gave her confidence. It gave her sure. assurance that, okay, sure. I may not understand, but Lord, I know this is you because you told me before he was even born like i got back she got baptized when i was when she was pregnant with me so she got baptized and i was in her belly then i came out got baptized or dedicated to the lord then i got baptized at 11 and then you know so it's just all that that really gave her assurance like okay i don't understand but you know i'm gonna give him room so parents who are listening to this like give your kids room you have no idea yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were gonna. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent, man. It's 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 so so important, so true. I couldn't agree with that more. So, uh, to, to in, in conclusion, though, how can you know these the watchers of this video? How can they support you and and, and whatever you're up to at the moment? Yeah. Um. Well, uh, in November, a few months ago, I released my first uh solo EP called yeah. Here and Now. You can find it on Apple Music, Amazon, all that, whatever, wherever you want to go and find it, you can find it um you can follow my socials aaron moses official on instagram i don't really use facebook like that unless i'm posting something you know but um yeah you can just find me on that and follow maverick everything we're doing everything we're creating we got a lot of stuff coming up this month we, we got some something special even more stuff oh my gosh man good for oh, you guys we don't stop bro we don't stop yeah i love it hey man that's the way i work man i i love that you know what i mean uh, it's a, I'm I'm from mentalities. Release as release as much as you possibly can. Uh, Amen. But, I would too if I had that studio in your room. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's stay connected. I do want to say, uh, let's just wrap. If you want to hang out two seconds, I'm just gonna wrap up the stream. Thank you so much for everybody that was watching. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Like he said, definitely go check out Aaron Moses on App Music, Spotify, Pandora, anywhere you can stream music on YouTube, everything, and also Maverick City doing really, really amazing things. So definitely, definitely go check them out. Check them out on Instagram. So I'll see you guys in the next video. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great day.
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to that podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. If you want to see the video version of any of these episodes, you can check them out on YouTube. Uh, It'll be a Jacob Restituto, the Tuto Talks series. Uh, Hope you enjoyed this. And also, if you want to see clips or anything like, you know, your favorite clip of it, you can see it on TikTok or on Instagram, everywhere. Uh, But best way to get in touch with me if you want to say what's up or have any questions or want to follow up is by texting me two different numbers. You could text me at 631-250-6950 if you're in the U.S. Or WhatsApp is 1-833-575-0948. You rock. Thank you for being a part of Team Tuto. God bless and peace out.